Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Self Do Well Man with Tactics podcast. Today we are finishing up with The Psychology of Money by Morgan Housel. And as you're gonna see, I messed it up again a little bit because there's only like two sections left and both of them, or three, no, two, oh, two. And, um, well, they are really short as well. But anyway, the seduction of pessimism. Optimism sounds like a sales pitch. Pessimism sounds like someone trying to help you. Optimism is a belief that the odds of a good outcome are in your favor over time, even when there will be setbacks along the way. Money is ubiquitous, so something bad happening tends to affect everyone and captures everyone's attention. Pessimists often ex extrapolate present trends without accounting for how markets adapt. Progress happens too slowly to notice, but setbacks happen too quickly to ignore. It is easier to create a narrative around pessimism because the story pieces tend to be fresher and more recent. Optimistic narratives require looking at a long stretch of history and developments, which people tend to forget and take more effort to piece together. Which really does make sense if you think about it. And therefore, I think it is also quite reasonable to be pessimistic and to choose pessimism as the path to, to live your life, because apparently it is a bit more practical, you know, it's not that energy consuming, it is easier and, um, well, I don't know, like you're probably always going to be quite safe if you are very pessimistic. Meaning, and I just also think about like cavemen and very, 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 very ancient times where I would argue being pessimistic would have been a bit better, kind of, you know, in terms of preserving energy, in terms of surviving, in terms of, you know, probably a bit more things or a few more things, but still, in this day and age, now, in the present, I think it, it might still be more, quote-unquote, reasonable, or maybe energy-effective, or cost-effective. But in the end, um, since we are able to philosophically think about things, and in general think about things also in the long term, I don't necessarily think that this is going to be your happy place and it is going to make you really happy to always be fucking pessimistic. But who knows, you know, maybe there are some people that really do are happy by being pessimistic. When you'll believe anything. Stories are by far the most powerful force in the economy. They are at the fuel that can let the tangible parts of the economy work or the break that holds our cap capabilities, I'm sorry, back. The more you want something to be true, the more likely you are to believe a story that overestimates the odds of it being true. An appealing fiction happens when you are smart. You want to find solutions, but face a combination of limited control and high stakes. They are incredibly powerful. They can make you believe just about anything. 
incentives are a powerful motivator and we should always remember how they influence our own financial goals and outcomes. It can't be overstated. There is no greater force in finance than room for error and the higher the stakes, the wider it should be. Everyone has an incomplete view of the world, but we form a complete narrative to fill in the gaps. Wanting to believe that we are in control is an emotional itch that needs to be scratched rather than an analytical problem to be calculated and solved. The illusion of control is more persuasive than the reality of uncertainty. So we clinch to stories about outcomes being in our control. Yeah, in the end, I would argue, I would say that we are really good at creating stories that play into the thoughts that we are having and the narratives and the worldviews that we are having. Meaning, when you think that you are bad at something, you're probably going to be really good at telling a story about that, you know, with great examples of your life. But in the end, this is like a construct, you know, it's something that we produce, it is something that we made. And therefore, I think that it is often actually quite great to think about the opposite. Like, what would life be if I wasn't bad at X, Y, or C, you know? What would that look like, you know? Or can I actually indeed find answers for that? Can I find... Um, well, certain points in my life where this story is actually underlined or this story is being told. Because there might be actually quite a few points in your life that might tell that story. Like, of course, I could say that that I am a horrible person, that, you know, I've, I've been shitty to people and whatnot. And yeah, this has been quite true, you know, kind of trying to rationally and uh, um, rather objectively seeing things. But on the other hand, one also kind of needs to look at the other side or the complete opposite. Like, well, have I just also been a really good person? And, and yes, I think I've been, you know. And then also thinking about like how you're weighing things. Like in my head, it kind of feels a bit more to the negative sides. Like I am a bad person. And so I thought about it and, and thought about the weight that I'm, that I'm giving that, you know, is this really the case or is it just about me remembering things and or me trying to tell a certain story or me trying to, well, what, what means trying, but me just doing so to just uh, let me believe that. But, well, I would actually argue that there is a ton of things, a ton of good things that I did um, or was trying to do, or just have, you know, just forgotten about, you know, probably a ton of things. So in the end, we really like to tell a story about the things that we like to tell a story about. And we are pretty good at finding reasons why this story is actually the truth and reality, even if it might actually not be the truth or the reality, by far not, you know. There might actually be uh, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of reasons for why this not being the truth and why this not being the reality. But we tend to forget about things and or we tend to, well, um, create a bubble in which only certain uh, 
memories are allowed to be and you know maybe also because when i know or see other memories then the whole construct of my reality of the narrative that i'm trying to tell about myself is just not really true so if i'm telling uh, a story of me being one of the best people there is in terms of you know humility and kindness or whatnot then i'm probably gonna kind of well try to forget about or just you know not not really think about must not necessarily be forgetting or consciously forgetting about things but just you know my subconscious just trying to underline my picture um, those moments and situations in life where I've just been a complete asshole yeah you know long story short we are really good at stories and um, I really think that is a good idea to think about the complete opposite from time to time as well and try to make a narrative out of that you know and try to tell a story about that you know why you are whatever you know whatever the opposite of who you think you are might be i don't know let's see since there's actually a bit of time left how to get rich fire 101 the beginner's guides to financial independence retire early behind the scenes my evolving relationship towards the money middle way. Let's actually, um, you know what? Let's head through some Reddit things. You know, I guess that this might be a rather useful and intelligent slash smart way to use this bit of time that is left. Becoming a young stoic and why it might be bad. Not gonna go through that. I don't know why, but it's just really rather borders me gone a month without sugar i'm 16 and decided to cut out everything sugary i was consuming so no soda i was drinking like two cans of the stuff a day you know which is actually not too bad i've heard worse but obviously there's also better things to do so chocolate cake sweets it is it was actually surprisingly easy i've lost three kilograms in weight so i'm gonna keep going and see where i end up well I think that especially this pretty fast weight loss is gonna plateau very, very, very soon because this is just the excess calories that, and by the way, actually quite a ton of calories if you think about the fact that I, I'm actually not quite sure anymore, but it might be one kilogram of fat, pure fat, you know, might actually be also something different, but let's assume pure fat might definitely also be water weight but fat i think is one kilogram equals seven thousand calories so if you kind of try to um, reverse engineer that yes you for losing a kilogram of fat a week need to to be consuming seven thousand kilocalories less whatever this equals just you know with your diet you know so your daily consumption might definitely be affected in in some or the other way well actually a thousand kilo calories less a day you know and, and now it just it really matters and or depends on how much you're consuming daily whether this is then possible for you even to do or not you know because obviously uh, eating a thousand calories less a day is actually quite much you know it's 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 you know something it really is anyway might also be water weight 
uh, that needs to hold quite a ton of water as far as I know but I'm actually pretty glad to hear that sugar is not equal to fruit sugar and or every sugar that you might encounter see or whatnot like um, there is definitely a difference also when it comes to the usefulness of this sugar and so on and so forth and probably also the biological way of you know processing it meaning your body processing fruit sugar so fructose and um, other natural occurring sugars in a different way than industrialized cane sugar thing i would assume i actually do not know but i would assume what is a book you absolutely love but have not met anyone who has read it well how big is the chance you know it's it's actually it's actually not that not that high you know especially when you're now posting about it like it's it's actually a zero percent chance quite you know if you have bought a certain book of course you know when it comes to you knowing this person as well yeah you know it, it is a bit of a different story anyway a hundred shadows by huang hyung or something korean magical realism set in a south slum electronics market where the shadows of the slums resist residents i'm sorry starts to quote unquote rise becoming independent from their owners and has a real dreamlike quality and quite bleak whatever bleak actually means and i don't know why but my quotes are like firing be yourself this is also gonna be the last one probably be so content in who you are that people's actions no longer shake you be yourself and try to also stay yourself be so content in which in who you are that people's actions no longer shake you i don't actually know what to think about this quote um i mean it really depends on things like obviously when you think that a person and or a person's opinion is actually pretty important to you then um well it is going to shake you when this person is saying something negative about you or saying something negative to you because you think that this person's opinion is pretty important period um of course of course of course um this you know people saying like okay this should not be the case you should really give a fuck about what anybody says and whatnot i understand that i really do but i don't know i think it is first of all really difficult maybe therefore also worth trying to acquire you know this meant to be as a skill but on the other hand like i don't know like what if you're just deadly wrong about whatever it might be about and if you really give a shit about what anybody thinks uh, well yeah it's, uh, it's 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 really difficult this is really about nuances i'd say because obviously when you know somebody that is just way more informed or way more knowledgeable in a certain space than you are you know why wouldn't you listen to this person of course this in the end then has nothing to do with you as a person and the whole conversation is not about you as a person, but rather about a certain topic. So in the end, one could might argue like, 
it's not about me, it is about some objective thing, and then it is okay to just be fine with being wrong or just, you know, caring about this person's opinion, because it is not about you as a person, but rather it is about uh, a topic or a situation or whatever it might be, like just something that is, um, rationally speaking, not you and also not kind of uh, attached to you and so on and so forth. I think you know what I mean. One last thing. Uh, it's true that until you lose your attraction to someone, they start to chase you. Once you start to lose focus on them and start to focus on yourself and you actually see progress within yourself, they will start chasing and valuing you. Once you've learned your value and who you're becoming, you're like kings and your environment start to shift. This is actually a topic that I would really like to, to see a book about, a scientific book about. I know that there is something like the uh, the law of attraction, whatnot, which, you know, I don't know if it is applicable in this context. I might just also be kind of uh, mixing things up. I really don't know, just came to my mind. But in the end, it is, you know, it is so difficult because I have heard so many stories of people really just giving not necessarily shit about a person but just not caring about this person as much as before and and all of a sudden things just change you know the whole relationship changes and this is you know also somehow understandable if at first you've just I don't know really been um, obsessed with this person and I don't know like it might also be just human nature to um, to be striving for things that you seemingly can't have and the funny thing is that as I'm thinking about things, this also happened to me. Like, yeah, I'm just trying to kind of tell the story in a very distanced way. Me liking a person, me liking a girl very much, you know, at first, and just trying to, well, quote-unquote, trying to get into a relationship and also showing my attraction. But then me forgetting about the whole thing, the whole thing kind of failing, you know, me not being able to 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 hit the target, you know, to hit the bullseye. Me just done not caring about things anymore just because this is how things are. Like, okay, I failed and now I'm gonna move on. But all of a sudden, in uh, in the midst of this section of my life of me not really caring about this person's interest in me this person became interested in me and I still don't know if this has been a wrong move to take but but I I don't know like I I just started to get interested in this person once again just because I have seen the interest which leads me to thinking like okay why shouldn't you show your interest you know, you're just for sure signaling something. Of course, there's multiple ways in, in which you could do that. You know, you could do this in a very subtle way um, by not just being obsessed about this particular person and by just not giving enough to this person so that um, you're just overdoing things so that this person is actually going to back down. Also, according to the whole, okay, I'm just not going to... Um, I'm not going to show my attraction too much. So that this person is not gonna gonna uh, hold back, you know. As as kind of the whole story is all about, like it is true that until you lose your attraction to someone, they start to chase you. Like 
you know, just not to get to that point, but just showing, okay, I am here and I like you and, and whatnot, but I'm still like hard to get and, and, and whatnot. Like, I don't know, this might just be the way to go. I'm actually pretty interested in that. I might be able to find something. I have to look for it. But until then, this very mixed and, and pretty much confusing episode is going to end here. <laughs> Bye-bye.